0: That was good. What a great message behind that song there. Please stand with me and turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 15. I said this years ago, but I'm convinced that one reason why Pastor goes on vacation, and has his preach in his place, and this is kind of a carnal reason, so Pastor, if you're listening, just turn, pause right now, is because he wants you to miss his preaching. <laughs> That's why he has his preach, especially me. So you will miss his preaching after today, and I'm sorry. The ushers are locking the doors. And we do have a soundtrack up there, but Oscar, about the Amen soundtrack. If it gets a little dead and quiet in here, you guys are gonna, you're going to hear some random people saying Amen. That's part of it. That's how I, I build my ego. Proverbs 15, chapter, uh, chapter 15, verse number 3. Proverbs 15:3. the Bible says, actually, but Oscar, can I pull this off? Do I just pull it off? Okay, there you go. Oh, cool. I'm strong. (laughs) The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse number 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, every place, beholding the evil and the good. One more time. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, I pray that this truth this morning, you would allow me to convey it, the way you would convey it. And help us, I pray, to understand, dear Lord, that you see everything. And may that determine the way that we live, possibly even change the course that some of us are living. And help us to live in honor and glory of you. And help us, I pray, Lord, to understand that God sees everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. The title of the lesson this morning is God Sees Everything. God Sees Everything. As so we read... God beholds our evil and our good. If you hold your place in Proverbs chapter 5, verse number 21, the Bible says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. God sees the evil that we do, the bad that we do, the sin that we do. God sees the good that we do, the charity work that we do. God sees everything. You know, one vital thing in parenting that I learned before I was a parent that I would say, has paid dividends in my parenting, God's given us five kids, is teaching them that daddy sees a lot. Yeah. Now, daddy doesn't see everything, but daddy sees a lot. And that's one of the reasons why we try to praise them as often as we do. I want them, to, when they do good, I want them to know that I caught it. Yeah. And when they do bad, I want them to know that I caught it. Yeah, you know, we have Alexa. How many of you guys have Alexa? I love Alexa. Now, she's not a girl or anything, right? She's just a device, for those of you that don't know. It's in my house, and I love to speak on Alexa. One of my kids was a little loud yesterday. Where's, I don't know where Benji's at. But he, he, was, he was doing something I didn't like. And then so I was in my room trying to relax because my eyes were really bothering me and my back was hurting. So I said, well, I didn't say it. I typed it. I said, Benji, come here. And I could hear all the kids go, Benji, Daddy called you. And he's like, (laughs) he came into my room, yes, Dad. I go, were you out there screaming? (laughs) Yes, Dad. And then sure enough, we took care of business. But you know, the one thing that I tried to let my kids know, and they're in here somewhere, is that Daddy doesn't see everything, but Daddy sees a lot. But here's here's the kicker. I don't see everything, but I know who does see everything. I know God, and he knows everything. You know, there's times, as a principal, there's there's people that come into my my, my office, and they have to meet about discipline issue, and they're thinking, what does he know? What do I have to say by law, (laughs) by ethics? What do I have to say? And I can see they're contemplating, what should I tell Brother Chim? And I always tell them, You know, Brother Chim knows a lot about this situation. I don't know everything. I know a lot, but I'll tell you what. I know who knows everything. And if you tell me something that's not true that I may or may not know or may find out later on, you're in bigger trouble. You know, the truth this morning is very simple. God sees everything. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel 16, verse number 7. I'll read some of these for sake of time. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature. This is when they were choosing a king. Because I have refused him, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. Mother, aren't you thankful that God doesn't see the way that we see? For man looketh on the outward appearance. That's based on our limitations. But the Lord looketh on the heart. The Lord looketh on the heart, and maybe I shouldn't jump off into this, but some of you have children that we'll be getting married. You know, one limitation that we have, and that's why we, we promote being under authority and courtship and all that stuff, but one thing that can be really good, that people can be really good at, is putting their best foot forward, right? Looking like a fundamental Baptist Christian, looking like they're just going to take care of your daughter and sure, or your son, and sure enough, they get married, they're deadbeat. And that's one fear that we have, right? Sadly, we have limitations, but you know who doesn't have limitations? God. God doesn't have limitations. There's something about mankind that thinks because no one sees, they may be getting away with something. That's why a lot of crime happens at night. Thank you. That's why, generally speaking, we're more of ourselves at home. Not that we're trying to live a, two, a, a double life but we're more of ourselves behind closed doors. We're more of ourselves behind in, and within our car. I mean, how many people don't raise your hand, but just raise it within your heart? How many of us, I'm watching, who's raising it within their heart? No, I don't, I don't see it as God sees. Who argues on the way to church? Well, you know what, I told you, just we're going to leave at 9, whatever, and it's because of you. And then when we pull in the church, God bless you guys. How you doing? <laughs> Brother! Man, what a blessing. Now, which one is the real us? Probably the one that was arguing before, okay? Put blush on right now. Put makeup on because I shouldn't have hit you as hard as I did, all right? Right there, come on. And I'm talking about the husband because the wife hit the husband, it's, we're right? We're laughing, but sadly, it's sometimes true. Not in our church. Do you notice that when you're driving, not you, that when there's a police officer present, we have some officers within our church, everyone slows down. It's like, why is everyone slowing down for on the freeway? Why is everyone driving 65? Seriously. That is just a suggestion. And then they're, they're wondering, I don't, oh, 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 okay, how you doing? That's why. Everyone slows down. No more California stops. <laughs> the rolls. And I'm not going to ask who does it, because I know everybody does it. Now, except for me, except for me, only complete ones, everyone signaling, I'm going to turn left, everybody, just want to let everybody know, I'm turning left, I'm turning right, the reason for this is because we naturally fear that if we do, if we do something wrong, the officer will what, pull us over, while there is a possibility, it may happen, I'm not telling you to feel invincible, okay? There's a possibility it may happen. They may pull you over. The truth is the officer cannot see everything. He is limited by his humanity. He can try to see everything, but he can't. God is not limited to humanity. God sees everything. Can we say that together? God sees everything. The reason, this reason, is one reason why we should naturally live in the fear of God. Because it doesn't matter where we are. If we're on vacation, God sees if we're going to church or not. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what relationship you have with your wife. God sees everything. Yep. And I, for example, I could be a Sunday school teacher of the biggest class. My class is not the biggest, but we are the best. I could be the, cla- the teacher of the foundations class, but at the end of the day, if I don't have a good relationship with my wife and my kids, it doesn't matter how great my lessons are. It doesn't matter. I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, sure. I would be a hypocrite. And God sees that next year. um, God knows everything about us, yet he loves us. And by the way, if I were to have you name the top people that you have in your life that you really love, you're going to name people that know you the most. And there's one reason for that. For example, I've had people write me letters, and many of you guys have cards, and and that means something to me. Oh, Brother Chin, thank you for this, thank you for that. And that's wonderful. And keep them coming, especially the gift cards. I love them. However, in my mind, realistically, I understand they don't really know me. They hear me preach. They see me coming to church, but they don't really know me. But you know who knows me? My wife. The fact that she didn't walk out right now. Did she walk out yet? No, not yet. Good. Hey, amen, honey. (laughs) Praise God. My kids know me. They know if I'm angry. They know if I'm out of control or they know if I have fun with them. And teach them discipline. They understand that. God knows everything about us, yet he loves us. The Bible says, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to become perfect. He died for us while we were yet sinners. Thank God for that. You know, there are people, sometimes they know who we are, yet they decide to love us. And thank God for that. We need to understand this morning that God sees everything. Whoever you have been the last five years, the last month, God knows that. God wants you to get it right. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yet, regardless, God loves you. God loves you because God knows everything. God sees everything. In college, we learned three things about God's attributes and nature that helps us to remain in awe of God's amazingness. Number one. And this might be a little deep here. And if you learn this right now, you don't have to have any more education No. God is omnipresent. What does that mean? God is everywhere. And by the way, he is everywhere. He's with us today. He's with those that are on vacation. He's everywhere. He's with me when I go to Japan one day and serve the Lord, eating good food. God's with me as I go soul winning or if I don't go soul winning. God is everywhere. God's with me when I go to prayer meeting because I have a burden in my heart, my life. And God's with me when I don't go to prayer meeting and I'm sleeping in. God's with us everywhere. And then um, God is omniscient. That means God is all-knowing. And by the way, there are some things in our lives where we're like, man, if they knew that about me, I hope my boss never finds that about me. Or hope my peer or my spouse or whatever never finds this out about me. I, I want it to be a secret forever. The truth of the matter is there are no secrets with God. That's right. God knows everything. God knows everything. And then lastly here, God is omnipotent. What does that mean? God is all-powerful. You know, we have a small daycare, and sometimes the kids, they get into, uh, what do you call them? Like, superheroes. I know what that's called. Superheroes. Oh, Superman or whoever. And then Benji right now, he's at this stage, which it was a little comical at first. But I appreciate it. He goes, you know what? And they'll talk about Superman or whoever. And then Benji would just go, oh, yeah? if God, he's bigger than all of them. Yeah. And then there's a part of me that's like, son, God's not going around doing what Superman does. Oh, well, sort of. Well, I mean, oh, come on. Oh, yeah, God. If I, do, if I put a puzzle together in like five minutes, God can do it in five seconds. And then I'm left, I'm left thinking of God putting a puzzle together in five seconds. No. But the truth of the matter is, I want my kids to think that way. Because the truth of the matter is, God is all powerful. Right. If there is a new superhero character, wouldn't it be cool if it was just called God? Yeah. Superman, Batman, Spider Man, I don't know all these names. Iron Man, whatever. God. But you know why it won't work in today's society? Because there has to be some limitations, right? There has to be a weakness. Superman has a, what is that thing called, kryptonite? That's his weakness. Oh, whatever. Whatever he does. I just look like Superman. I, I don't no. But the truth matters, God, he has no limitations. He has no weakness. By the way, that's the God that you serve. That's the God that I serve. You know, one time in Bible college, someone was bragging on God. Man, God's good. And I said, thank you. And they're like, why did you say thank you? Because that's my God. You're sitting up there talking about my wonderful, amazing God and all of his attributes. And sometimes the reason why we live the way that we do is we forget that God's all-powerful, all-knowing, and he's everywhere. But the truth of the matter is if we understood that, we would live differently. Yes, sir. When I was younger, I had single parents or well, my parents weren't together, and so I, I, I lived back and forth. And one thing that I did have was a lot of liberty. After school let out about 3, from 3 until 6 o'clock, my, my, my dad or my mom would get home. I could do whatever I wanted. And the truth of the matter is, I wasn't the best Christian. I had amazing leaders. But, you know, I'm thankful that God allowed me to have this thought or allowed this leader to tell me. And he's not with us anymore. I mean, that's what, I'm not going to mention his name. But he said, you know, Charlie, one thing that's going to help you through life is understanding that God sees everything. When you're home alone and you're waiting for your dad or your mom, God sees everything. So I go home sometimes and I look, at, look for a camera. God, I love you. I'm just so in love with God. I didn't hear anything, so I continue with my sin. Or No, I didn't. But man, that's the truth that helped me in my life. God saw everything next year. We serve a wonderful, worthy, and powerful God that sees everything. Number one, God sees your good. God sees your what? Good. Your good. Second Chronicles 16.9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. This morning, God sees you coming to church week in and week out. If some of you are coming to church week in and week out because you want to do right, you want to do good, you don't want to be at home and and watching TV and wasting life away by not being in God's house, but you are coming to church, I want to let you know, God sees it, God sees your efforts, God sees some of you that maybe have not had a good past, maybe had a rough life, maybe you've been in jail for a long time, like my wife has, just kidding, but maybe you've had a rough life, but now you're trying to start over. You're trying to do what's right. I'm here to tell you, God sees it. God sees it. God sees you're good. Maybe some of you go out soul winning in addition to our soul winning times that we go out Tuesday and Saturday. I want to let you know you pass out tracts to your neighbor. You have conversations for the purpose of maybe seeing them saved one day. God sees it. God sees some of you that read your Bible this morning. I hope a lot of us read our Bible this morning. God sees no one else is seeing your pastor didn't see. Brother Chim didn't see. Your Sunday school teacher didn't see. But you cracked your Bible open this morning, maybe 6 o'clock, maybe 7 o'clock. Maybe you're reading your Bible during your Sunday school teacher's lesson. Okay, who knows? But God saw it. Yep, yep. God sees you're good. God sees you're good. Some are trying to raise your kids the right way, and God sees it. And the right way is not always the popular way. God sees it. There's a single parent in here that's trying their best to raise their kids by bringing them to church. And it's not always turning out. It's not always panning out. It's hard doing it as a single parent. But can I tell you something? God sees it. You know, one reason why I'm especially thankful God allowed me to have another opportunity in life is because my wife is a wonderful lady. She's a good mom. But can I tell you something? She wasn't meant to do it by herself, to raise kids by herself. Not that it's impossible. I want to encourage you, single parents. It is possible by the grace of God. But I'm thankful I get to be here and help out. Yep. I'm thankful I get to be a dad again and team up with my wife to raise her kids for the glory of God. Yeah, good. Man, I wouldn't want to imagine her doing it on her own. And because that bothers me to think of her having to do it on her own, I naturally care more for the single parents in here. And I want to thank you guys for trying your best. God sees it. Though sometimes no one seems to be acknowledging your efforts, God sees it. God sees you supporting the work of God, though sometimes temptation in the flesh often suggests getting a newer this or that. You're willing to do without the newer this or that so that you can support the work of God. And that's why we have this building. Somebody could have bought a newer car. Somebody could have got a nicer house, but we also could have been under that tent still. We also could not have a place where our sons could teach or our teachers could teach the kids. Yep. Thank you for being selfless. And then next year, this is what we refer to as dying to self. Luke nine twenty three, and he said to them all, "If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily. How often?" daily. And follow me. This involves putting God, His work, His house, the church, first. Of course, the Bible says in uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. we got to seek God first. God sees what we do to support the work of God. Number two, number one, God sees your good. Number two, God sees your sin. Everybody say that with me. God sees your Perhaps in a crowd this size, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but again, I'm not the pastor, amen. There is a Christian living in sin thinking no one knows. I'm preaching, I'm not trying to hurt anybody here, but maybe there's a Christian living in sin and thinking no one knows. Perhaps there's a spouse doing something in secret and keeping it from their spouse. Could be on their phone, could be on their computer, could be through their email, could be at work, maybe. By the way, there's something years ago, I mentioned it and it wasn't a great response, so I left it alone. On the news years ago, there's something called micro cheating. Can everybody say that with me, please? Micro cheating? Micro cheating. And it was basically, and I don't remember exactly what it was, it, it talked about spouses going to work and having these little subtle relationships with their coworkers, their boss, their subordinates, whoever. Just, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, you look nice today. you just walking away. Just little things like that. Micro-cheating. Can I tell you something? I don't care if it's called cheating or micro-cheating. It's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. It's wrong. But maybe there's something going on, and no one knows about it. Whenever I use the illustration of baptism, I talk about the wedding ring. I often say, this ring doesn't make me married. It just shows that I'm married, Right. I'm still married. I'm still married. But the thing is, there's a lot of people, a lot of your coworkers, a lot of your bosses maybe, a lot of people in general, hopefully not you guys, they go to work and they take this off. And one reason why they go to work and take this off is because they don't want to show that they're married. But then when they get in the car to go back home, slip it back on. By the way, that's wrong. That's wrong. God sees it. Some are living a secret life. God knows it, and God sees it. Perhaps you're tampering with something that will only bring destruction to your life. And by the way, we need to understand that there is a wage for sin, and this is often used, Romans 6.23, in soul winning, the Romans wrote, but it also applies in this case. For the wages of sin is death. Death can come because of sin. Death to your marriage. You bring sin into your marriage, you will have death. You bring sin into your child rearing, you will have death. You bring sin into your life, you could literally physically be dead. A lot of things can happen because of sin, and one of the repercussions is the wages of sin is death. Perhaps there's a child doing something horrendously wrong thinking they're getting away with it. God sees it. You know, I get the opportunity, or not really, I don't want to call it opportunity, I get the Responsibility. There you go. To deal with discipline in the school. And a couple of years ago, there was one scenario where a mom literally thought her child was, like, the best thing since sliced bread. I don't even like sliced bread, so, pho. There you go. The best thing since pho. And I was like, I'm hearing a lot of things. And then finally, we found a nugget of information that, that when I pulled the teenager in, I, I, I pleaded with them. And after a couple of minutes, they were very quick because they realized that God revealed some things to Brother Jim. And then we called the mom in. And then one of the hardest things for me to see as a parent was the mom so oblivious to what was going on with their child. And by the way, in today's society, don't be oblivious. If you give your child a cell phone, there's a good chance... That they're probably looking at more than just a Bible uh, app. There's a good chance. And then, the child told the mom, and the mom was like, "What? No!" And then the mom, mom was telling the child that they were lying because, but but because I, I was in there and I was like, what? and then the child started crying and said, "No, mom." One of the the things that the child told the mom was, the reason why I think this happened was because and blamed it on the mom a little bit, and they weren't right for doing so, but they said, because you just trust me too much. You just trust me too much. By the way, he would have never said that before, but he said that then and there. And they come to find out most, if not all, of what was happening was happening behind closed doors. And by the way, there's something wrong if your child always wants to go into the room. By the way, you kids know what I'm talking about. Always want to go into the room and close the door and do what they got to do. And by the way, there's something wrong with always wanting to be alone. God sees it. You may be destroying your future. You may be destroying your present. You may be destroying your relationship with your parents, with your God, with your peers, with your teachers. God sees it. Numbers 32, 23, the Bible says, but if you will not do so, get it right, repent. Behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure you will not, oh, I'm sorry, be sure your sin will find you out. And by the way, it is a tragedy because reputations are, 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 are uh, diminished. Um, I can't think of the word. Reputations are broken. That's not the best word for it, but you know what I'm saying. Families are destroyed yep. when sin is found out. Yep. See, I can harbor sin in my life, but the truth of the matter is, if I get away with it, or if I think I'm getting away with it, I'm destroying my own self and God's Blessings that he wants to bless me with. But if when it gets exposed, because it will, I could lose my kids. Those kids that respect me are sitting right there. I could lose them. They may look at me and just, why would dad do that? Why would he do that? I wouldn't be on staff anymore. I could lose that, the opportunity to serve God full time, day in and day out. I can lose that. So, why am I giving this lesson this morning? For us to understand God sees everything. Don't take it lightly. Don't take our actions lightly. And maybe some of us in here have some motives that aren't pure. And we're getting ready to do something that we don't think will destroy us. But I'm here to tell you this morning God sees it. And it will destroy you. Number three, and I'm done. God sees your struggles. God sees your struggles. Matthew 6.25, the Bible says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Thank God that God will take care of us. God will take care of us. Truth of the matter is, I can think about clearly over this year, July 27th was the one-year anniversary since the accident, but I've seen how God used the church family and God used my family to take care of me and my family. It's amazing. I couldn't do without God. And let me say this. I don't understand how anyone could try to live life without God. I would say, don't do it. That's foolish. Don't even try. You got to have God. Got to have God. God sees your spiritual struggles. 1 John 4, 4, the Bible says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, anything that is against God, anti-God, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And by the way, there may be some struggles that you're facing spiritually right now, and you think it's so impossible to conquer on your own. By the way, it is impossible to conquer on your own. But with God, remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The fact that God is within you, you are a child of God, God has given you the strength to overcome any obstacle, spiritual, spiritual especially, to conquer those obstacles. Some people think, oh, I can't get over this sin. That's not true. Don't be lazy. Get over it because God's giving you the ability to get over it. I can't possibly make this marriage better. That's not true. You don't want to make it better. God has given you the ability and the power to make it better. We don't have any excuses. God sees our spiritual struggles. God sees how it could be for us and our family with more of God's blessings. Perhaps some of us are struggling to be more than just Sunday morning Christians. Maybe Sunday morning where there's no problem coming here at Sunday morning, but then when it comes to Thursday or Saturday or Tuesday whatever, it's like, okay, Brother Jim, I've got life. And before you make that decision, you need to understand God sees your struggles. God sees your doubt. And God also sees that you don't have God's full blessings. The more obedient you are, the more God will bless you. So, if you're just a Sunday morning Christian, and I know Pastor talked about the tithe challenge the other day, I'm here to tell you make a challenge to come to church whenever the church doors are open, and you will see the windows of heaven open and the blessings of God come down upon your life because you're obeying Him. Maybe some of us are not reading our Bibles, maybe we're not praying. And we don't have, we're expecting God's blessings. But how can God bless us? if we, Joshua 1, eight true success. Being in the word of God day and night. Maybe we're not in the word of God day and night, but we want that true success. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. I challenge you. Get in the Bible in the morning. Turn off the soap opera. Turn off that music. Turn off whatever you're doing. Make time for God. Yeah. Make time for God. Yeah. Next year. God sees your physical struggles. God sees your physical struggles, and I'm done. Psalms 34, 17, the Bible says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all the troubles. One benefit of living for God is that when you go through a tough time, a physical tough time, you can cry out to God, and God will hear it. Imagine, I remember my mom had a heart attack several years ago, and I had to call 911, and when I called 911, Imagine if no, no one picked up. I would be very frustrated. Yeah. Actually, there's an expectation for someone to pick up the phone when I call. And someone did, and they came within four or five minutes. Thank God for that. She's here. She got saved. Thank God for that. Yeah. But you know what we need to remember? When we call on God, when we're going through a tough time physically, God hears. Yeah. I think about our dear, our dear uh, wheelchair folks. Yeah. If you think of a better name, let me know, Okay. They're here. They have struggles that many of us do not understand. That's right. Many of us, when we got up out of bed, we popped up out of bed and came out. We got to choose our outfit. If you have a big closet. <laughs> For some of us that have a small section. Okay. <laughs> they go through pains that nobody knows about. Right. They come here. And by the way, I would encourage all of us to greet them when we come in. Sure. Acknowledge and they have pains and they go through disabilities right. and they have limitations. Yep. They don't get to feel what these seats feel like. They are bound to their wheelchair, but yet yep. God sees it. I want to let you know, you dear folks know back there, God sees it. Yep. And God loves the fact that you still yep. come to church regardless of how you feel. You're still here. And you want to talk about gave, giving God honor. That gives God honor. Most people, they have a little headache. Where do they stay? They stay home. I don't understand it. God sees it. Perhaps your physical limitations are discouraging you. Maybe there's someone here that found out they have to take medication or whatever it may be. God sees it, and God wants to help you. Yet, He knows your efforts despite your limitations. He knows your efforts. Some of you this morning had the I had to take a bunch of supplements or maybe somebody had to put Bengay on this morning. <laughs> Icy hot. I have this thing called Stop Pain. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to buy other than the Bible. Stop Pain. Man, that helps me just to get, get along. But some of you have to do things that I don't know anything about just to feel okay enough to come to God's house. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for that. See, some of us, we have no problems, no health issues. It's hard to get in church. Let these people inspire you. And if you have limitations, I want to to tell you God sees it. God wants to help you. So number one, God sees everything. God sees our good, God sees our sin, and God sees our struggles. I don't know what you're going through, but one thing that will help you. Muse on this thought. God sees everything. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity that that I have to preach thy word and to share this truth. And it's not a very elaborate message, but I pray, Lord, that this truth will help all of us to get closer to you, to understand that, Lord, you're not just God when we come to Pacific Baptist Church. You're God whether we stay home, go to church, go anywhere. You're everywhere. And I pray that you help us to understand that you know everything. You see everything. And may that compel us, may that challenge us, whether we're a new Christian, an older Christian, it doesn't matter. Challenge us to live more for you, please. Uh, Miss Miss Hannah's gonna play the piano if God spoke to your heart. And you want to tell God, Lord, I understand that you, you see everything. And I want you to know that I know that you see everything. By the way, for everyone coming to the altar, thank you for coming. God sees your heart. God knows what you're gonna say before you say it because he's omniscient. He knows everything. God knows the burdens that you carry. Some of you single parents, I don't know completely what you're going through, but God knows it. It's not easy. Some of you folks that have disabilities. Some of you that perhaps are living in sin. It's actually a comforting thought to know that God, God sees everything. So you can stop. So you can stop before the punishment gets worse. Don't hold on to sin. No sin is worth holding on to. And then next, God sees if you're not saved. Perhaps there's someone in this room that, whether you're first time here, you've been here for a while, you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. God sees it. And God orchestrated for you to be here this morning so you can make that decision and get saved. If you've not received Jesus Christ, but you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, can you show us by raising your hand? And we'd like someone to share with you. If there is anybody in this room, if there's anybody in this room, get it settled today. All right, let's go ahead and close up in prayer. Father, I thank you again for the the way everyone listened. What a blessing. What a what a what a wonderful thing to be in your house when everybody is on the same page. The balcony was amazing. The lower floor was amazing. I'm thankful for that. And I pray that you would just bless. afternoon and bring us back here tonight for more preaching we love you in jesus name Amen. amen